Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Welcome to Quote Me, a weekly podcast that seeks to encourage, inspire, and lift you up to be all you were created to be. Words are powerful. Recognizing and celebrating the impact they have on our lives can comfort or challenge us, or both at once. I'm your host, Lindsay Schlegel, and I'm so glad you're here. Today, I hope we can honor the truth, beauty, and goodness of well-chosen language, and so glorify God. Let's begin. My guest today is Dr. James Matthew Wilson, poet and director of the MFA program in creative writing at the University of St. Thomas, the only MFA program in the world rooted firmly in the Catholic intellectual and literary tradition, and a program of which I am a proud participant. Welcome, Dr. Wilson. Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Excited to chat with you. You have a quote from Aristotle for us. Yeah, this comes from the very beginning of Aristotle's metaphysics. All men by nature desire to know. An indication of this is the delight we take in our senses, for even apart from their usefulness, they are loved for themselves, and above all others, the sense of sight. For not only with a view to action, but even when we are not going to do anything, we prefer seeing, one might say, to everything else. The reason is that this, most of all the senses, makes us to know and brings light to many differences between things. Beautiful. So you read that when you were a student and that has had a big impact on where you've developed as a writer and as a teacher. I don't even know where I first encountered that. <laughs> I suppose we've all, we've all heard all men by nature desire to know at one point or another in our lives. And, um, and but I've noticed over, gosh, at least a period of 20 years that reading these lines, I feel as if everything I've done as a, as a, as a scholar and as a writer and, as, and really as a person has been sort of unpacking what these words mean. It seems as if each of these sentences is so loaded with, um, with wisdom. And I know it's a very simple unassuming wisdom, but uh, they're so loaded with wisdom that I feel as if I've been learning from Aristotle just from these sentences alone for all these, for all these years. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, when I read it, I was drawn to the, the parts about the idea of seeing and sight and thinking of this. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to uh, chat with a professor in an MFA program who's, I mean, we're talking about writing, we're talking about putting words on the page. Um, and you, maybe you think that sight would be more for a visual art, like the art that we're creating is not a visual art, but there is still so much that we look to see. Um, 
I'm thinking of some of the things we, I studied in my class last semester about uh, how Flannery O'Connor says you need to really see something, like you need to stand still and spend the time looking. Um, so I think that's relevant in art, but even beyond that in the rest of life, right? I, what, what, I, what I find so compelling about it is what it tells us about what it means to be human. Yes. Um, I, I hope my mom won't mind my sharing this story, but I remember as a little kid, we'd be driving down the road and she might see the police had pulled over somebody or there would have been an accident. And she would say, Jim, we're coming up on such and such. I want you to look and see what's happening over there while I'm driving the car. Cause she couldn't look, right? She had to concentrate on the road, which was very smart. And so I would look and I'd tell her what happened. Oh, somebody's getting a speeding ticket or something like that. Or, oh, two cars hit each other. I don't know. And um, of course we tend to, uh, doing this sort of thing does not have a very good reputation in our society. There's even that term to be a rubbernecker, somebody who looks back at, at everything and it has to, it has to be um, sticking his prying eyes as it were into, into everybody else's business. And so on the one hand, this focus on seeing that Aristotle gives in the quotation doesn't really sound as if it's saying something very good about human beings. We're curious little creatures who just wanna stick our eyes into everybody else's business and we're always trying to do you know, to, to find out things. It's, it's probably no coincidence that the best-selling magazine of all time, I believe, is People Magazine, where you're doing nothing but seeing other people's business, finding out about the gossip of celebrity and celebrity and actresses and actors and so on and so forth. Well, no, there's nothing particularly dignified in that kind of curiosity. But within it is it has a lesson for us about what human beings are. We were born to know the truth. Yeah. We have an irresistible urge from the deepest part of our souls, our love, our desire, even our lust to know the truth. And when we realize therefore, that this sort of not so reputable kind of gossipy curiosity that we, we all have and we see all the time um, is in fact, our soul going out into the world and wanting to take delight in the seeing of things. That is to say, it, our soul by nature takes delight in encountering the truth. Then we realize that this isn't just a bad habit that needs to be repressed. It's rather a good natural desire that needs to be well-formed. And that's the whole spirit of education is to draw out from human beings their natural desire to know the truth and to help guide it so that it reaches its true and proper end and doesn't just wallow in the gossip of the, of the tabloid pages. Right, right. And a lot of, I think my generation is not, uh, no one told us that, <laughs> that, that this was a desire that was pushed in the wrong direction or, or encouraged in the wrong direction. But I think you're right that there's mm -hmm. a way of redirecting that in humans and good art does that. And I think as a mom, I'm thinking how that's, such a focus on what we're trying to teach our children, right? Like that you're, you're interested in this or you're, you have this impulse to you know, climb something, you know, or something like that, but you have to guide it and point it in the right direction um, or else you fall off track. Yeah, that's, that's right. Um, the, the, uh, it's, it's not a superficial comparison, the sort of furtive scrolling with one's thumbs over a, a, a blue screen on a phone. Um, I, I know 
when I find myself doing that, I, I can feel the abyss opening up under, <laughs> underneath me. I just think this is, this is a simulacrum of what we're born to do. It's not the real thing. And so you put that phone down and you open a book and you um, encounter, you see the words on the page uh, and encounter a more sustained kind of contemplation. That's the other aspect of this quotation that's so wonderful. Um, you say, why do you want to know something? You know, um, why should I learn about Homer? Why should I study scripture? Um, why should I read a novel rather than just reading um, uh, the business pages in the newspaper? And Aristotle in these few lines has another answer for us. And that's knowing the truth is something that we desire by nature. We don't just desire it because we need it the way you need to know the truth about how to file your taxes or you're gonna get arrested, right? Uh, we, we want to know the truth by nature. It's the deepest thing in us. And so when we ask, why would you want to learn the truth? The answer is, it's self-evident. You were born for this. You were born to know the truth. This is, this is the deepest desire and urge in your soul. And so any life not spent in pursuit of that desire and a well-formed pursuit of that desire in, uh, at that um, is is really kind of a squandered life. Yeah. Yeah, it helps us know who we are and helps us know who God is. And that's the other thing. <laughs> As I told you, it's taken 20 years that I've been thinking about this paragraph. The reason is that this, most of all the senses, the sense of sight, says Aristotle, makes us to know and brings light to many differences between things. You say, right, to know the truth by seeing, you can compare elephants and lions. You can compare apples and oranges and you could you say one's red, one's orange, one's, um, one's harder, one's softer, one has a skin you peel, one doesn't. You know, you can make, you can make those distinctions. I'm talking about the fruit here, not the elephants. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but one thing that we don't always appreciate is that one of the reasons that our physical eyes are so valuable to us, why they're the chief sense for us as human beings um, is because first of all, it enables the eyes in, in an easier way than the ears or the other senses enable us to encounter the truth because you can see it for yourself, but that this encounter with particular truths in the world that we encounter with our eyes, ah, I see that elephant there, I see the lion, I see the apple and so on and so forth. That's our sort of homely everyday figure for what happens when we cultivate the intellect and focus it upon the truth. What do I mean by that? What God wants us to do is to come and see him. Heaven is to stand before the light of God forever and to stare into its infinity and to know the fullness of truth, the fullness of the logos. And so Aristotle 500 years before Christ came into the world, before the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, 500 years before that happened, Aristotle's already telling us that human nature will be fulfilled when it sees God in his fullness. With our physical eyes, in a way, but especially with what has come to be called the, the eyes of the soul, the, the light, uh, the eyes of the intellect, which is something we all believe in because when I really understand 
um, something you've told me. I say, Lindsay, I see what you mean. Yeah. Right. So it's yeah. when I when I see the truth. We that's that's an expression that we have in our daily life. We're all Aristotelians, actually. <laughs> For those who aren't in advanced degree programs, those who are not in education as a profession, um, how else do we cultivate this? Is it reading the great books? Um, that can be hard to do if you don't have the training, if you don't have someone to talk about it with in certain ways. Like, where else do we pursue this in everyday life? Well, some of the barriers that people perceive to pursuing the truth in, that, in life um, are real barriers, and some of them are ones that we kind of create. So, for instance, um, I, I, I sometimes get notes from people saying, I want to, to be a more liberally educated, classically educated person, but it just seems like there's so many books to read. Well, there are so many books to read. I mean, gosh, there's a lot of books I know I'm not going to have a time to read in my life that I really want to be reading. But do you know the number of books that really give the key central insights on what it means to be human and that provide true um, cornerstones for wisdom, those books are relatively few in number. Um, scripture is obvious, an obvious starting place, but just think of, um, say, picking up um, Plato's Symposium, a short 60-page dialogue. There's a lifetime of learning in those pages. Um, just as I, I have to say, if you just pick up Aristotle's Metaphysics, which is not for the faint of heart for the most part, but just the first two pages of the metaphysics are so great that you could spend, as I have done actually, as I said, uh, you could spend 20 years thinking about them. Um, a book like St. Augustine's Confessions or Dante's Divine Comedy. Um, these, these are the books that will open up an entire world to you and will reorient you on contact as it were um, so that those one, those individual books are worth, in fact, many libraries of, of inferior books. So that's one thing. Now, not having anybody to talk about books with, I think that's a real obstacle because human beings are social by nature and in everything we do. And even though we often like to read alone, um, it's really helpful to have someone with whom you can discuss what you're reading. And so, um, but Maybe there's a friend out there who also has been too intimidated to read a little classical philosophy. You say, how about we just read the symposium together? Or start out simple. How about we read Plato's Meno together, which is only 15 pages. Um, I read it with my, uh, my kids when they were um, 14, my oldest kids when they were 14 and 11 last summer. And um, took us several nights to read through 15 pages of Plato, but that's because we were stopping every couple paragraphs with my oldest daughter saying, oh, I see what Socrates is up to. It was so great. <laughs> I see, I love it. Yeah. I see what he means. Yeah, I see, I see. Beautiful. Um, well, we are gonna have to wrap it up there, but um, we're gonna link to some of your books in the show notes. Um, and thank you so much for this wonderful conversation. Thank you. I hope it gets somebody interested in a little Aristotle and in the pursuit of seeing the truth. Beautiful. Listeners, as always, to suggest a quote or a guest, follow the show on Instagram, quote me underscore podcast, or contact me at my website, lindsayschlegel.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a review wherever you find your shows, and tell a friend. Until next time, God bless you.